I have a learning disability. Welcome to Mixed Reviews, the diversely racist 21st century movie podcast featuring myself and my cohort, Pagela. Today we are covering Speed Racist. <laughs> All of that for that punchline. The race. The, the racist. Okay. Uh, to, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm throwing back. That was good. Did you come up with that on the spot? I did. Thank you. That was wonderful. Uh, today we are talking about the 2009 color-tastic blast from the past, Speed Racer, brought to us by the Wachowski sisters and eye-gouging and vertigo-inducing cinema. The film follows Speed, his family, and his side hoe, and their need to win the Grand Prix and some other stuff that doesn't make any sense. Starring Emile Hirsch, Christina Ricci, John Goodman, Susan Sarandon, and tall Tom Cruise. Yeah, that guy does look like Walmart Tom Cruise. Rip um, Matthew Fox. <laughs> so I'll be honest. I I was really excited to talk about this movie with you. I was excited to watch it because I get hype every time I watch this movie. But honestly, upon revisiting it, I kind of realized that I fucking love this movie so goddamn much. And I'm so excited to talk about it. It is such a fun fucking ride. It never fails. Oh, my gosh. We I just dropped the F-bomb like eight times. I'm going to have to redo that entire thing. Everybody, uh, just in case anybody's wondering, Paige and I realize that we have sailor mouths. We're trying to, to be more tame about it. Most of it just comes off absentmindedly, so I apologize, but we're doing our damnedest. Sailor moon mouths. Kawaii. <laughs> <laughs> I have to cut that out. That made me yes, cringe. you do. <laughs> For your own image. Yeah, if there's any awkward cuts in the audio, it's because I, I tried to take out an F-bomb, um, and I'm not going to smooth it out. <laughs> We're a family-friendly We're a family-friendly video pod- program. Here on episode nine. <laughs> We're going to stop swearing. Can I do my LaCroix review now? Oh, yeah, sure. Okay, so I have another LaCroix. Today we have peach pear. I have tried peach pear everything else. I don't think this will taste like suntan lotion. It does not smell like suntan lotion. Smells like pears. And it tastes like bananas. You take like the most like <laughs> modest sip of your own beverage. You 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 taste it like you're sipping it like you're tasting it. Like if you don't like it, you're gonna have to give it back. Yeah. <laughs> I would like a refund. <laughs> no. It's not bad. Eight out of ten. No. Six out of ten. Okay. It's doable. It's not great. Makes my mouth feel fuzzy. All right. <laughs> okay, Speed Racer. We're talking yes. about Speed Racer. I feel like your um, your intro did not do Speed Racer justice. It is an absolute family extravaganza full of action and heart-stopping emotions and colors no, oh, it's so no, fun. no, it's so no, I'm going to stop you with the fucking colors because someone printed out a color wheel, like put a little pin in a ruler and then just spun that thing for every shot. And Isn't then that whatever what people was do on for the two every ends movie? of the ruler, that's what they picked. <laughs> What's wrong with that? It's awful. And then and they would mix them. I thought it was great. It's a cartoon. It's a, I thought it. I thought it was such a fun visual way to, to bring a cartoon and to capture an anime cartoon from the 80s style into a live action film in 2009. It's vile. And it doesn't help that, like, 
so it's fine if you want to do opposites, but if you're combining all those opposites together, it's just, it's too much. And it's all jewel tones. It's all secondary and tertiary colors. And then, like, sometimes the characters have color themes and sometimes they don't. Like, the bad guy was purple and yellow for a while and then he was blue and then he was green. Everybody changed. You don't have to stick to one color for the whole movie. Did you expect him to just be in purple the whole movie? Speed, also, a, a lot of the, the outfits are pretty consistent. Speed's always in blue and white. Trixie's Speed's always in, like, purple or whatever. The mom's always in green. Or orange. Yeah. And then the, the kid's always in, like, primary colors. They didn't try with Spritel. They just put a cute outfit on him. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Kids only wear primary colors in their clothes anyway. I'm so sorry for your childhood. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That's how Amy dressed you. I wanted black. <laughs> <laughs> I watched this movie four times, and I called my doctor after each viewing and was like, I think I need to go in. <laughs> <laughs> Is it just the colors? Is that what bothers you about it? It's, it's just too colors. bright? It's the nauseating green screen. It's the poorly choreographed uh, racing scenes. Oh, I disagree with that. I think the choreography is so fun. I can not tell what the fuck was happening. Then I think that you just need to get your eyes looked at. Were you wearing your glasses? <laughs> For two viewings, I feel yes. I, I honestly feel like that's one thing I'll have to disagree with you on. I honestly feel like the racing for how crazy it is, I like it because you can kind of figure out, you can see what the fuck is going on. The, the end one is good. The end one was great. The, the end one is a parallel of the first one. The first one was horrible. I had no fucking... <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> the first one was awful. I had no clue what was going on. I rewatched that first race five or six times when I first watched it. Because I kept... I was like, I don't know what's happening. He's racing a car. What like what more do you want? Do you want to know that he took that turn at 500 yards at exactly 45 degrees at 900 miles an hour? Is like that the kind of direction that you need from it? I need a protractor. Yes. That is what I need. <laughs> this th for someone for for two people that came off um The Matrix 2, which has one of the best like car fight scenes whatever, to do like this cut up mess where I just, I can't see what is happening. My, my whole thing was the racing is like colors and it's just a barrage of just color vomit and random objects. And I couldn't tell you what the heck was going on. And even the mountain race, the mountain race was the worst. That's the worst, why, no, it's, I'm right. Okay, it's awful. It's absolutely awful. I don't well, know your you definition of awful is just being overstimulated by the colors. That's why I'm laughing. ADHD is on the autism spectrum, okay? <laughs> As you were, the mountain race is the worst. It's the worst! How? What is so bad about it? I don't know what's happening. How? And I have a question. How is do you not know what's happening? It's the so, the exposition in this movie is so ankle deep. How do you not know what's happening? Everything just, is handed to you on a silver platter. I'm too smart for it. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is the India race and the mountain race the same race? Yeah, it's a it's like a cross country multi day race. Yeah, and it's not India. What is it? Kazakhristo. Is that a real place? No. <laughs> <laughs> 
who are you? Who, what, what kind of conversation did you step into this episode with? <laughs> We're talking about Speed Racer. He might as well be racing in space. <laughs> like, he has an entire fight with a joystick. I don't know anything about Speed Racer at all. All I know is that what I saw feels like I was sexually assaulted. It's awful. <laughs> So I I disagree with what you said. I think the introduction race is like one of the most fun movie starts ever. And um, I know a lot of movies start kind of like this. I know Cars has a very, very similar starting yeah. to it um, where it's like lightning in his trailer, like getting ready. And it's like intercutting a bunch of like cars racing. I like the way that this does it because it sets up every single character's connection to the race right away, and you still get to use the visuals of the race. They have those, um, they're like seamlessly seamed, like cuts and like pans between each person when like the like the introduct like the announcers are talking. When the announcers are talking, it's like panning across and it's showing the race and it's showing the other people and then it's showing the flashbacks. Um, I know that I, I know it's like a cheesy effect, but I just think that it works really well in this movie by like giving you because it is such a mess, but it's such a cohesive mess. I feel like so like you're watching it and you still understand what's going on, at least to me. Okay, so yes, cohesive mess does work because like at no point was I feeling like I was missing vital information because I knew there was going to be no vital information. There was nothing deep. I just wanted to understand who was racing who. And I think part of my issue is the Mach 5, which is a car I've, I know what it looks like. I've seen clips of, like, the OG Speed Racer. It's, like, super red in that first shot. It's because, um, oh, in the beginning? Yeah. It's because it's a different car. <laughs> it's a different car? Yeah, that's the Mach 4. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure you watched this movie four times? I watched it four times! The significance of the beginning is speed. It's establishing that speed is like one of the best racers of his time. He's about to break like an insane record that's held by his deceased brother. And the beginning is setting up the, the relationship with his brother and the, with the parents. And it's intercutting that race between the brother with speed's current race. And it, and it, it, he doesn't win the race. I remember that he stops. No, he does win the race. He wins the no, no, race. Or the the time, the time. Yeah, thing. yeah. He purposefully He's... stops himself before he he breaks his brother's record. I thought that, which was I think sweet. is adorable homage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, that was really cute. As much uh, as uh, a tropey ass plot device as the whole dead brother thing is, I really do feel like the connection works for the most part. For the first half it, of the movie, it the loss of the, the brother flashbacks yeah. really well. Yes, I which, agree. Which brings me to my other point. Emil Hirsch is a box, a cardboard fucking box in this movie. This movie would have benefited so much for me and probably other people would have boosted it, boosted its rating if Emil Hirsch had a personality. There's nothing. He connects with nobody on the screen. But he I looks think like he's been drugged the whole time. I don't know what's Dude, wrong with he him. He does look like he does look like he's on an opioid or something. Like God, I was has he struggled with a drug addiction? Because this whole I time actually I actually don't like, know. It looks like he's coming out of withdrawals of something. Like it looks like he doesn't want to be there. He does. Everybody else is like doing their job. Like, and they actually seem to be happy and having... Christina Ricci's having a blast. Dude, she's having the time of her freaking life. <laughs> she doesn't care, which Christina Ricci's always great. She's yeah. wonderful. John Goodman. John Goodman has yet to give a bad performance, even though I know he didn't want to do this. He's John Goodman. He's doing his job. Susan Sarandon is just happy to get work. 
Um, Matthew Fox is even, like, doing a character. Uh, yeah. Spritel the kid is the best actor in the whole movie. I mean, is he really act? He's not doing anything. It's because he doesn't have any direction. His character's just there to be there. <laughs> He's great. He, I've looked forward to Spritel, and knockoff Tim Curry was also the one that was like, oh, I'm in a Spy Kids movie. Okay, I'll ham it up. It does, it plays so much like a Spy Kids movie, and I think that's part of the reason why I like it, is it's... Because it does have a PG-13 rating, so it is slightly on the more mature end if you're going to compare it right up to it's Spy Kids. PG-13? Yeah, there's like two uses of the word shit. When? People get poisoned, someone tries to stab him, there's fighting. I know there's piranhas. <laughs> oh, the piranha scene is so good. Uh, I haven't seen piranhas used since like James Bond. I mean, yeah, well, it was 2006, so it's right around this time. It's, it's <laughs> piranhas that, were big in the early yeah, 2000s. Yeah, the piranhas were big in the early 2000s. Do you not remember Piranha 3D and Piranha 3 oh, Double D? Right. <laughs> they made a comeback in that time. Dude, CGI piranhas were where it's at. I know that the CGI in this movie is comedically bad. It almost oh. feels it almost feels intentional. There are some CGI in this movie, but I know it's the Wachowski, so that's the, the problem. It probably isn't. It's in, they're actually probably trying really hard. Yeah. Um, the CGI is so bad in this movie, and even in 2009, it didn't look good. No, um, some of the cars look okay, but it's like an inanimate object. No, that's what I'm saying. I love the cars because the cars aren't CGI. The cars are real. Yeah, I did read that they build a Mach a Mach Five. They built that, and I want to say they built Racer X's car. Almost all of the main cars that you see driving, I think, had full cockpits built for like yeah. the practical effects. Um, and I, I, when you see the cars racing, that is the only part of this movie that I will say, even today, I, I haven't really seen CGI that gets that, like, makes me feel like it's that believable. Because I do think some of the racing, other than the, the look of the actors in the car, because yeah. you can very much tell they're on a green screen when they're in the <laughs> like car. Like a halo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, <laughs> but the, the car on the tracks and, like, the way the cars move sometimes for how, um, for how unnatural the racing is in Speed Racer, like cars are jumping around, they're doing flips in the air, they're doing backflips, they're flying. Oh, it's, it's fun, like, but I feel like for the fun you can have with that type of idea, I feel like the choreography for it wasn't as creative as I w think it could have been. That that's understandable, and I mean to be fair, they did they did intend this to be the first of like a sequel, and they're expected to do a sequel. So I imagined, when? yeah, right. <laughs> when was that gonna happen? Who was gonna greenlight that? Never, <laughs> never. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, I think a lot of the choreography, I, I I let it slide because so much of this movie is doing stuff that other movies don't do. So it's like it's just dumb fun. Yeah, yeah, yes. and I mean, I think the choreography is good for it just being a dumb, fun movie, but I don't, and I feel like it definitely could have been better, and it had that movie been made now, it probably would look a lot better, but it doesn't, it's not bad enough to take me out of the movie or make me feel like it looks cheap or sloppy. I, I feel like this movie is a sloppy mess, and I'm honestly going to put it all on Emile Hirsch. I feel like just because <laughs> he is so detached, it makes everything disjointed. Like, everything feels confused. Because it, it, it almost like he's trying to go in it with a, a serious acting take where everybody else just doesn't care. See, but I always... In... Yeah. I always read it as Speed was just confused. <laughs> because, I mean, they set up from the beginning. Like, he's he's basically a driving savant. And even if you look at Speed Racer in the comics, I know Emil Hirsch is, is a cardboard box, but Speed Racer, like, looks... <laughs> like, the, the look is 
spot on. The it mountain is. race when he's wearing like the traditional speed racer costume with like the little scarf and it he's is. like giving them all these like hard glares and like trying to fight people and he's like racing for his life. It cracks me up. It's absolutely hysterical. It's 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 when they gave Emil Hirsch direction, like, hey, you have to emote, you have to move your face more than, like, a millimeter. Please give us some expression. That's when it paid off. But I, I know the Wachowskis were just barking in the back, like, scrunt your face more, do this, do that. And he's like, mm, I'm on a come down right now. I can't. <laughs> Emil, you have no Emil. idea what I'm going through. <laughs> I just came out of rehab. Distracted? No, that's not exactly right. Your son seems to be interested in only one thing. All he talks about, all he seems capable of thinking about, is automobile racing. Well, you know, his father designs racing cars. And where is your husband? Working. He couldn't be here. Perhaps the apple hasn't fallen very far from the tree. Is your husband's name Rex? No, that's his older brother, Rex. Why? This is the test he turned in last week. It's, he, if, if we had had, like, so Speed, I watched the clip you sent me, the YouTube, Speed in the show or the comics or whatever is a bit of a cardboard box, but this is your opportunity to make a really crappy show from what, what was it, the 60s? I, yeah, I want to, well, I want to say the show's in the ni or the 80s, but the comics in the 60s. It, it, it was... It was a pile of trash from the past, essentially, is what it was. <laughs> it was never good. No one will sit there and say Speed Racer is a work of art. No, it's not. It's I, trash. I <laughs> it always has been. But this is your chance to take this trash and be like, okay, this is a fun concept. Having these crazy, like, Hot Wheel cars that do whatever, like, this is fun. And you have your main characters, things you can, like, pull toys off of and market. You can still give them a personality if there was none to begin with. There's no yeah. personality there. Everybody's a cardboard box. Make Emil Hirsch. Make that character, like, crazy and one-liners. I almost wanted him to have, like, an action star kind of one-liner kind of spiel. Yeah. Yeah. Like, give lots of quips or be a little sassy. But he's not. He's just tired and bored and confused. And it makes me tired and bored and confused because that's the main character. That's the character I'm projecting on. See, that I want to be. I have the opposite reaction because given how bubbly and over the top literally every other character in this movie is, I honestly think I would have been, it, it would have tipped the scale too far in the cringe factor if Speed had been like a quippy, fun, like standard, like Marvel-esque hero. I'm not saying him being boring is the best, but everybody in this movie is quirky and over the top. Every single character other than Speed Racer well, then they could have made him, like, the Captain America type, which, like, Captain America is essentially the straight man. I mean, of the that's Marvel basically universe. what he is. No, he's not! Yes, he is! He's basically, he, he, his entire goal of this movie is to follow the rules to beat the bad guys. My that man is his just entire wants to nap. journey in this, this movie. This whole movie, he just wants to nap, and it's written all over his face. That's, that's so not true. It is apparent, like, you can, and I feel like that's why he's so stale, because it's, it's his only passion is into racing. That's what everybody's issue with him is. It's unfortunate that that never gets resolved, and you never really see Speed do any care about anything other than racing. But I don't think I don't think it detracts from the movie. I'm okay if the only thing is racing. It's just even when he's racing, he's a blank slate. 
It literally looks like they pulled them out of bed and put them in the car. They probably did. <laughs> the car's not even driving. He's like, ah, oh, fuck. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> there was one good shot of Emil Hirsch, and that's when he does the jump out of the car and does the, like, oh, thing or whatever. Oh, I love it. That and shot it's so was half-assed. Great. It's it is half-assed, but because He's it's like, in like half weird slow mo, like it works for his heroin yeah. ass. <laughs> I swear. Oh, Names um, that has been did you down. did you pick up on the giant metaphor of this movie? It's one of my favorite topics. There's a giant metaphor. Oh yes, this movie in and of itself is the Wachowskis' giant symbol of the film industry. And Speed Racer is indie directors <laughs> not wanting to sign with the big conglomerate studios. <laughs> have they have they come out and said this? Is this a thing they've said? I'm pretty sure this is public knowledge. I want to say. <clears throat> or is this one of those very blatant accidents that they're just like, yeah, I guess. No, I'm. I'm pretty sure this was the, that's the whole purpose of this story. Story-wise, I I do enjoy that that is the topic of this movie. Oh, I that, do because it, it paints a very obvious villain that like anybody. Yeah, yeah. It's and, a well, good... and especially given the time and like the the topic the movie's on, I feel like it is kind of a breath of fresh air. I know yeah. that now this villain has been recycled, like the villain who's just a giant cheater and well, there's the heroes... only like four villain types, so like yeah, yeah. doesn't matter anymore. No, no, I'll no. Take it no but, I, but I do find it a, a unique, fresh breath of air um, in a racing movie, and I do like that his his villain isn't another racer. There isn't fully yeah, like a materialized. A that's villain. a really good point. Yeah. That he's not another racer. Yeah, like like Royalton is definitely the antagonist of this movie but he's more of a symbol he's more of like the culmination of all of the bad things that are in racing and yeah. it gives you somebody to point the finger at but every time speeds on the track he's he's racing more than just the other drivers every single time yeah he yeah it, it feels like there's no competition with speed it almost feels like he's hanging back yeah just to just to make it a challenge but like I do. I did like the villain because he's just an over-the-top, like Tim Curry knockoff, just real crazy. He gives a ten-minute villain monologue. I is, absolutely adore it. It is it, ten solid minutes of him just talking. <laughs> he he went for it. You gotta love villains in these like super shitty movies. Yeah. Because they, like, especially if the actor is aware of what kind of movie they're in, they just go for it. They just yeah. go balls to the walls and dive headfirst into it. Who who played the villain? Because I just, I kept assuming it was Tim Curry, and I know Something it's Something Allen, Roger Allen, I think is his name. What he is looks he? like Tim Curry mixed with Jason Sudeikis. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Look out that window. There isn't a single plane or helicopter or K-Harrier that isn't powered by iodine fuel cells. That's what racing is about. It has nothing to do with cars or drivers. All that matters is power and the unassailable might of money. Where is he, Royalton, Royalton? I can never find him. This movie is full of people that look like other actors. <laughs> yes. And then, and then you have actual John Goodman, Susan Sarandon, and Christina Ricci. So when... First of all, Christina Ricci's a babe. I I love Christina Ricci. She's absolutely... Have you seen Black Snake Moan? 
No, it sounds like a porno. Oh, let me tell you about it real quick. Sidetracks. So. <laughs> She's getting gay, guys. The gay hands are coming out. So, Christina Ricci plays a nymphomaniac who uh, Samuel L. Jackson chains to his radiator and then cures her nymphomania with the power of blues and Jesus. This is the plot of the film. I swear to God. This oh. is the plot of the film. The whole thing? The whole thing is just this. Okay. It's fantastic. Black Snake Moan <laughs> is a wonderful oh, like, movie. Is there more to it? No, that's the whole movie. <laughs> and she wants to fuck everything. But Samuel L. Jackson plays like the bass and sings her blues songs. And then yeah. teaches her about God. She sounds um, like she's on the losing side. Huh? She, she sounds like she's losing that fight. I mean, I'm winning. I'm going to cut it in. Uh, speaking of pornos, there's there's one line in the Casa Cristo race that is so funny and the the announcer says it and he's looking right into the camera as he says it and he's like the gloves are coming off they're banging bumper to bumper and rail to rail (laughs) (laughs) and it just stays frozen on this guy's face as he says it oh it's so (laughs) funny this movie has so much tongue-in-cheek comedy i feel like that's still to this day lands to me not because it's funny but because of the timing and how stupid it is yeah um there's also it, uh, there's also some really great adr moments i don't know th- this has two of my favorite like adr mess ups in movies i don't know are you, have you caught them i couldn't i could barely see what was yeah, going true, on true. you think you i could see anybody's blinded. mouth you apparently watched speed racer on a merry-go-round <laughs> i felt like it um no, there's a part at the very beginning where, like, Speed's, when Speed's a little kid and it's the flashback to when Rex is about to break the world record. And he's like, my brother's the fastest driver in the world. And he, like, drives over top of him. And he goes, yeah! The kid's mouth is just very obviously closed. And that little kid actor is, like, the worst actor in the movie. Like, you think <laughs> Emile Hirsch is a cardboard box? That kid <laughs> was Dude, only kid energetic was be- because he was a kid. He was only energetic because he was a child. But, like, he just looks up slowly and, like, the ADR, like, goes, yeah! And he's just very obviously not talking or emoting at all. (laughs) (laughs) What's the other one? You said there were two. Oh, yeah. The other one is in the the desert race where uh, my favorite character is Snake Oiler. (laughs) Did they ever mention the characters? All I know is, I know the actor's name is Rain, but I don't know what the guy's name is. Uh, Tejo. Tejo. That's um, the only other racer I knew, and Racer X. Yeah, Tejo, Racer X, there's Grey Ghost, who's in there for, like, a hot second. Uh, Cannonball Taylor is the guy that he, like, goes head-to-head with. At, yeah, he goes yeah. head-to-head with at the end. Uh, then, yeah, I think Snake Oiler is the only other one. And then there's, like, the two, like, the, the team of foxy, like, 70s go-go dancers <laughs> that he fights <laughs> in the desert, and they have, like, a little mini thumb war between his hubcap <laughs> and her, her axle drill. <laughs> also, that also, girl definitely scene. eats box. There's no way he beat her in a thumb war. Sorry. <laughs> no way. He's been tapping the same girl since middle school. That girl had a fuzzy boa. <laughs> what is your reasoning for that? I just told you she's on a team of race car driving thuggy lesbians with hot pink cars. Yeah, she knows what's up. Yeah, she knows she what's up. She can use every finger with ample <laughs> dexterity. 
<laughs> She's triple jointed in all ten of her fingers. <laughs> she pops it in and out of socket. Oh <laughs> You're gonna have to blur that. Oh god. I don't know why that traumatic imagery came with a sound too. Most of the time when things disturb me, it's just like the image of it. That came with a, a distinctive sound. Sorry, back so, to the movie. The movie. The fight. So the fight, the actual hand-to-hand -hand stuff Love was it. the best. It's it was, so cool. It's so, like, it's just stupid enough. It's just well choreographed enough. It's, it's the only time I felt where, like, all the colors and stuff made sense. Because they really made it, like, this colorful comic booky thing like i was waiting for a pow to pop up on the screen but it never did yeah but yeah. it gave the impression of it it was i even love how they gave john goodman a moment where he like spins the dude and stuff oh, yeah and like poor john goodman in his bad heart is like doing his <laughs> best to like spin him <laughs> but you know that man needed so much water and like a donut afterwards oh i i mean the guy was probably on a harness john goodman was probably it doesn't just... matter just lifting his arms <laughs> <laughs> no, they uh, they it's like Jeremy Renner and Tag. They just CGI'd his arms in. <laughs> so John Goodman's actually just standing there like this, but they have CGI arms <laughs> spinning. <It felt> like <laughs> I'm so confused on the casting for John Goodman. Like I love a John Goodman any day of the week. I don't yeah. care what he's in. But when you sent me the clips of the Speed Racer, I was looking at the dad, and I was it's like, this not, is not, this is, not, this is like Goodman. a burly, like, 1940s man. Yeah, I had to look it up, because I, I wasn't sure. I, I do still think, I have to look this up, too, because I guess I forgot. I only looked up when the comics were made, um, which was, like, 1960s. Um, but I just thought it was so weird that everybody in this movie talks like they're out of the 50s. And like dresses like they're out of the fifties, cool and it's like, why? It, do, it doesn't. Why? Except for speed. Speed doesn't. Speed, I think, is a time traveler. Like that's my theory for this movie. Is he's a time traveler where nobody has emotions in the future, and then they put him back and just like surrogate, surrogated him into this family, yeah. and they're like, "This is our kid no, now." But he no, like behaves like a robot. He's a race car driving savant, and he drove his car so fast, he time traveled backwards. But he's so stupid, he can't get back, so he's just chilling. <laughs> What if, what if he's actually from the future and he's actually a terrible race car driver, but then he goes to the past and he's like, oh, I can outdrive all of these hoes forever. I'm just going to stay here. I would like that. That's what I want the sequel to be. That would it's be us sick. discovering why Emile Hirsch is a cardboard box the whole time. I I know you, you found it nauseating, but frick, I wish that there were more movies like this. I wish that this is where, like, this is the kind of stuff that these expensive movies would, would be making. Yeah. So this, this to me is a billion times more fun than anything that has cost this much money has so, that has come out in, like, the past five years. Like, I don't mind color. I don't mind crazy sets. It just, it felt like there was no planning except for opposite of the color wheel. Like, whenever they dressed a set... They picked a color and then they pointed to the opposite one and then threw it all together. It didn't feel like there was actual artistry. It felt like very basic crap just like put onto the screen. And like the designs of like all the buildings, like when they go into the big corporate whatever, yeah. that, it almost felt like stock photos from Google that they put on the green screen and then put the people on. Yeah, and it, it does. And that's, that's my only, uh, one of my like only 
gripes with it because like like I've said I really don't have a problem with the CGI in this movie I it's bad um, and it's super noticeable in a lot of places I think that it works for the most part in a lot of the movie and I don't really find myself like sitting on it for a while but like rewatching it now and watching it from an analytical standpoint there are like interesting production designs where you're like this this is not good and this also doesn't make any sense it it the entire, I, I, but I think Royalton's supposed to look like that because if you like dissect even the minute details of that set, it doesn't make any sense. No, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense at all. There's like there's there's one room where there's like a bunch of guys in hazmat suits like moving the transponders, and the the floor is just all just blinking light bulbs. <laughs> <laughs> like the floor and the walls are just all blinking light. It's why. My it's not bright, and it's hallway. not like it's bright lights. They're dark red lights. My favorite, my favorite is the hallway with everybody on segways. So good. What is that? What I, is that? Why are they going so much faster than the people in the little cart? <laughs> Say you've ridden a segway. They go five actually, miles an I've hour. I've never ridden a segway. Huh? It's on my bucket list. I've actually never ridden a segway. It's not that fun. Take it off your bucket list. Have okay. better plans. <laughs> The Segway, that that was when I truly noticed how bad the green screen was, was when I saw the Segway hallway. Where I was the like, Segway oh. hallway is rough. That reminds me, um, it's the it fact gives that me such, sorry. Everything's so crisp. Everything is yeah. too crisp. And like, yeah. add a blur. It's not that hard. Especially when they add blurs in so many other places. That whole, the whole scene at Royalton, it, like I said, it doesn't bother me, but they're, from like a creative standpoint, the design of the of the set, I don't understand what they were thinking because it, it's like I said, it's not enough to detract from the movie, but it's enough for you to be like, this is not good. This was a bad creative decision and or you guys are really trying to cover something. But I feel yeah. like most of it was simple enough that I just feel like it was a creative choice and maybe that's just where the technology was at that time for them. I but I mean, 2009 Avatar came out. Here, here's here's what I think happened. So there was a surge that happened in the late early 2000s, like 2008 through 2010, where we started to realize we had good technology, and everybody just went bonkers and just went with all these crazy ideas that were not actually possible, but it was the closest we've ever gotten. <laughs> so they're like, "This is the best this we'll ever so have." Good. It was so close. So they just started throwing all that crap there, like Avatar. Avatar is the most bananas thing you've ever seen. And if you watch it today, it looks like utter garbage. <laughs> it looks so bad. But because it was the closest we had ever been and the best we thought we would ever have, we just started cranking this stuff out before we died. We're like, we have to see this because we may never see this. If yeah. we don't produce it now, it'll never get better than this. And that's how we end up with Speed Racer, Avatar. What else came out that was like utter trash? Um, That like looks crazy. Yeah. Tomb Transformers. Raider. Yeah, Tomb Raider, Transformers. All those action movies came out. I mean, you have like the Lord of the Rings, but those aren't bad looking CGI. That's one of the few examples of the good CGI. And it's like mostly practical with like miniatures yeah, and like yeah, forced perspective. Yeah. It's mainly only Smeagol. But I do think that is one of those instances where they're like, we have to get on this now because now yeah. we have the opportunity. We yeah. have to take it before others do. But if you look at Smeagol now, he looks like garbage. 
I think maybe that's why this movie in particular sticks out to me because I like I said it is a bit more on the mature side. I wouldn't I would definitely not say this is not a kids movie. Yeah. <laughs> um I feel but, like if you released it now, it would receive a PG rating. I don't think they would give this a PG thirteen nowadays. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it would change a lot. But yeah, I agree. I agree. I don't think this would get a PG thirteen rating anymore. Um, but I I feel like this kind of fell into that like Spy Kids, Robert Rodriguez type movies of the two thousands, which are just like over the top visual what it is. overload. I kept sitting there. I was like, what? specific director does this remind me of? I'm like, Robert it Tim, Rodriguez. It's yeah. Robert Rodriguez. I was like, is it Tim Burton? No. Is it, no. you know, like, it's specific. I feel like in the hands of Robert Rodriguez, this would have been... This would have been spectacular. This it would have been, been so good. It also would have been R. <laughs> it would have been, but it would have been great. It would have been R or it would have been G. <laughs> there's no <laughs> yes, way. No, no way he would have made this PG-13. It would have been one or the other. And if it were R, you bet your ass someone's head would have been taken off by a tire. I would like, have loved it. Dude, a Robert Rodriguez Speed Racer movie would be insane. What's this? If that's your idea of racing, you can keep it. Listen to me and listen good, kid. Because I'm going to give you one more history lesson. You're going to go to Fuji, and you're going to try and prove that everything I just told you is nothing but a lie. But no matter how well you drive, you won't win, you won't place. I guarantee you right now, you won't even finish the race. Okay, this is going to be weird, and this is super bizarre and like kind of off topic. This makes yeah. me really interested if somebody did a Rocket League movie. What is I've, Rocket League? It's that big video game everybody plays where you're RC cars that play soccer. Oh, that? Yeah. This kind of reminds me, like, if somebody did a Rocket League movie, I would expect it to look and play out like this would. It could, but, you know, the thing that it would force the sort of, like, race choreograph is they have to be creative because you're confined in a space. They would have to get funky yeah. with the with the stuff. Yeah. I honestly think it would be better. I think it was because they had these big, extravagant, like, Hot Wheels tracks. Yeah. That they're well, like, we don't have to do anything fancy and, like, lots of flips. We can just have them race real fast. I just, I also think that it, it, to me, was kind of a poor decision to CGI, like, the interiors of, like, houses and the buildings and things, too. Okay, it does, it didn't I, seem fully necessary to I make it. I couldn't tell if they were. I knew something was wrong. I didn't know if the focus was just strange, but the whole inside of the buildings is a green screen. Most of it is, yeah, yeah. Like, I want to say, like, 90% of this movie is green screen. There's a few times oh, where yeah. they're interacting. Like, the kitchen and the living room, you can kind of tell that they're sets. But even still, you can. there's green screen at play there. Like, the exteriors are still green screened. Like, yeah. you can see the green screen sky through the windows, and it throws off all of the lighting and all of, like, the play on the inside. Now, to me, I would have just been, like, I would have just shot it normally. Yeah, like, the, like that stuff. But I was wondering with the house. The house is an actual set. Most, like, I mean, to me, to me, most pieces in the house look like sets. I guarantee, like I said, there's green screen at play probably in every shot. But oh yeah, they do most that with the, everything. Like all yeah, windows have a yeah. Green most of the set to me, but look, like, most of the house set to me looked like it was not green screened. There was something with the focus of this film. Everything was like too crisp. I knew you were gonna say that. It's I too, love it. It's too much. 
Like, show me one. I'm not looking at a Renaissance painting. Use that take. Okay. I'm not looking at a Renaissance painting. I don't need to see everything at once. I don't need to take in all this information. This is Speed Racer, not The Shining. I don't need to be looking at the background. Why is it so clear? Why does the movie have better vision than my actual eyes? This is gross. <laughs> I, I like that. I think it adds to, because um, when I, and I think it adds to the, the catch this movie has with me because of how crisp it is when I'm in those really intense scenes, I'm in it. Like my, it has my full blown attention because everything is so like, so clear and it's coming in and my brain just registering it. Um, I do think that with how, how cheesy some of the other stuff is, it does kind of come off as stylistically inconsistent. Yeah. To have some shots be that super nice, crisp pull of focus and then have this, you know, low res green screen effect behind it. I mean, but isn't that kind of the Wachowskis? Just like as directors, they're kind of all over the place with their choices and their money. I don't like the Wachowskis. I don't like them. They make crap movies. They always have. They only made like two or three. They mostly write. They mostly write, don't they? They've made a decent amount of films. They've made like 10, maybe 12 films. Okay. But the only good one, and I use good in quotes, is Speed Racer. This blows the Matrix out of the water. Fuck the Matrix. (laughs) This movie is so much better. It's so much more fun. It didn't do any any of the revolutionary shit, and it's not going to be remembered the way the Matrix was. But as far as like sit down and watching a viewing experience of a Wachowski film... I will take this over the Matrix any day. It's one of the it's, few films that hits over two hours, and I just wanted to keep going. I never notice how long this movie is. I forgot about the runtime. The runtime. It's so good. I hate you. I hate you so much. <laughs> it's so you didn't, long. You didn't tell me this movie was two hours and 15 minutes of pure cocaine stimulant. I honestly forgot. I forget. I never, ever. It's like <sighs> Requiem. I never realized Requiem's two hours long. Requiem is two hours. But it's, Transformers it's, is two and a half. Transformers 1 is two and a half. We, I'm not doing that movie four times. I'm watching it once and then I'm done. I'm not doing this again. don't need to watch again. it four times. <laughs> I'm old. I'm alone. <laughs> I can't do this anymore. I'll do it, but what's it you for? You on uppers, ma? <laughs> I needed to be on uppers for this. I can't fucking do this. Four times. I was like, I have to, I have to show up for Sasha. She wants yeah. me to watch this movie. I have it's to so show fun. up. Give it's it my so full attention. Good. Art. We we made this deal before we even started this podcast, where it was like, oh you yeah, had to watch yeah. Tomb Raider, and I would watch whatever two movies you wanted. And I picked. I was so tempted to pick the 2018 Tomb Raider just to piss you off, but I just don't. It's not even. It's not even. This. It's not, no, it's not even bad enough to be, like, a fun movie to shit on. You would just be like, this was not good, and that's all you would have to say about it. So I picked this in Man Bites Dog, because at least we can have conversations about them. I feel like Man Bites Dog is going to be one that, it would have been one that I I would have gone in better. This is just such an assault on your, <laughs> the, another thing, the, the sound design is trash. Oh, the for, mixing is so bad. For a car racing movie, there should be... It's I watched this so, on my big screen. I watched it with headphones. Like It's it so is bad. horrible. I am in I'm in the middle of a car race. I better hear some great sound mixing of no. like cars and engines and tires squealing, no. people screaming, crowds going wild. I got nothing. I got a bunch yeah. of static. 
I got bum The score is fun. I like the score, the score. Is so fun. I really like the score for this. It, I liked how it was just the Speed Racer theme, like remixed a bunch of times. Oh, yep, yep. As it should be for something like this. That's what it should be. Yeah. Like I said, the the creative decisions in this movie, I don't agree with a whole lot of them. I don't but... agree with any of the Wachowski creative decisions. Have you seen Cloud Atlas? The no, that's right. They did. Trash. They did Cloud Atlas. I forgot. I keep like my roommate keeps telling me to watch it because it's bad. It's so bad. But um, it's one of those things where because they did the Matrix, they can now do whatever they want. And some oh, people that's should. Right. They did Jupiter Ascending. They did. This movie feels like a precursor to Jupiter Ascending. That's because it is. <laughs> no, <laughs> it I literally with, is. I mean, with how ugly. Welcome to it the is. conversation. <laughs> no, I would. I would give Jupiter Ascending is more cohesive, in terms of like look. Then I'm getting Italian. Like, it is more cohesive. <laughs> I'm offended. She's trying to eat on me. <laughs> I'm sorry. It is, it is more cohesive than uh, Speed Racer. Jupiter Ascending has a more uniform bullcrap bull look. Oh, look. I mean, yeah. It's everything's brown, and then there's, like, lights <laughs> occasionally. Better! This, there's a color I see. Palette? I see. That's. I guess. Yeah. I guess it's a creative because I disagree. I don't have a problem with hella colors. I had no problem like watching this and, and getting into it. But I watched this movie for the first time when I was a kid, so I think it had that effect of me of like my brain not being able to process so many <laughs> colors, and then so me just being like infatuated with it. Because uh, I had this movie on repeat as a child. I watched it constantly. That was one of my questions. Is this a nostalgic movie for you? Kind of. It, it's This movie is such what a mean, weird... kind of? You just said you had it on repeat your whole childhood. It is. Can you just chill and let me answer the goddamn <laughs> question? Holy crap. Wow. Let me ask you a question and start screaming at you. <laughs> You're pulling a Keller from uh, from prisoners. Where's my daughter? <laughs> I can't answer you when you're punching me in the face, Paige. I'm so sorry. This movie changed me. <laughs> She'll never be the same. Speed racer, not even once. <laughs> I, so I borrowed this shirt from a friend. The story's not interesting. Keep going. Oh, okay. <laughs> So I guess, uh, so yeah, my, my backstory on this movie. Everybody always asked me if I'd watch Speed Racer because I was really into Naruto as a kid and it's an anime and boomers only know Speed Racer. That's the only anime that they're aware exists. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the same way that like older millennials only know Akira and Perfect Blue. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody uh, knows Perfect Blue. That's a deep cut. I guess, yeah, sorry. Film, film, older film people know, yeah, know Perfect like Blue. Yeah, like Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. But everybody was like, and obviously I was like, I'm not going to go and watch an anime from the 80s. Anime is already cringy enough in the 2000s. I'm not going to go back 20 years to figure that out. Uh, but then I saw that this movie was going to come out and I was like, oh, that looks kind of fun. And I actually never saw it in theaters, which I, I kind of wish that I would have in retrospect. But it was like one of the in theaters this would be okay this would be spectacular i actually have a plan to like rent out a movie theater one day for my birthday and just play all the movies that i never got to see in theaters in it or all the movies that i would have wanted to see in theaters um, the new black is... swan yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's the first one on the list <laughs> black swan 
Um, but this movie came on like on demand or something, and I decided to check it out. And then yeah, I saw all the crazy lights and the car chases, and I was like, this is so fun and crazy even though it looks like garbage i remember watching this and i was like 12 and i was like yeah this looks like shit <laughs> but i'm still having a good time i wouldn't say it's nostalgic because i've been revisiting this movie since the first time i watched it like there's never been a moment where i like let it go yeah and it just like wasn't a part of my life it's it's this movie and like transformers and scott pilgrim have just like been in my circle of like movies that I watch, I've just watched frequently for like the past ten years. Yeah. So it's really it's really fun for me to be able to revisit this movie and still enjoy it and still have the time that I had, even though I've been watching it since I was twelve. It's your comfort movie. Yeah, it's I mean it's yeah. one of them for sure, definitely. Yeah. If we drive tomorrow, like we drove today, we will lose. You will get nothing. All of this will be meaningless! Relax. Snake's weak on turns will catch him in the mountains. We might if you stop showing off. Hey, all I was doing was saving your ass. Don't fall apart yet. There's still a lot of race to run. A CIB man will be posted outside your door. We got their attention today. You and Trixie should be very careful tonight. Racer X, I thought we made a good team today. Felt like we've been doing it for a long time. If you say so. I wish, I wish you, you could have paid attention to it more because no matter like how much I'm not paying attention or how many times I've seen the movie the ending race gives me goosebumps honestly I, so it I did sucks like me into my race. seat I, every I single time. that was when I fully connected with this film where I was like this is a moment this is where I don't I don't know what happened if it was lightning in a bottle that they just somehow managed to pull off this last race where it had like heart weight yeah uh, everything was cohesive i could see i think speed it was had because... a personality a bit too in that one because yes. he's like he's like playing around with the other drivers like that's yes. where he kind of comes into his own i um that that sucked me in and it, it gave me like a like i wanted to cheer moment i wanted to cheer for yeah for speed and him going through that and i think it's because he has that moment where the race stops the race fully stops for him and it almost gives me a moment to breathe and really like take in everything that's going on yeah. And then want him to get back. Like, you know, it, it's the end race is good. I will give you that. I did. And like even that. though even though it plays off of like every race car trope ever in race, it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter. That's and that's why I like it, because it, that's not what it's about. Yeah. And like even this movie, you can say this movie isn't even really about racing. Uh, like it's I don't, I don't know what it's about. <laughs> it's about the film industry. It's not. It's it not. Is. Look it up. I'm going to look it up right now. It's a fan theory because people will suck the Wachowski's clips so hard that they don't even care. They they want, they just, just suck it right up. And I fucking, I, I don't know why everybody loves the Wachowski's so much. They're not good directors. I think they're competent writers and that's about it. They have grandiose egotistical ideas and then studios throw money at them. And then they just, they just, they keep 
going and i don't know when they're stopped we made the mistake with jupiter ascending we made the mistake with cloud atlas when are we going to stop giving these people money they need to stop having a budget do the thing that we do with Shyamalan to put him in prison no i'm not stopping i'm not stopping give him give 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 the thing with Shyamalan. Uh, uh, indie, an indie budget. The same thing with the Wachowski sisters. You need to give them a small budget to so they can reel it in, so they can stop, so they can be normal and have restraints. If you if you blow the top off a nuclear reactor, you're gonna infect the whole planet. But if you contain it and you keep it grounded and you don't throw a bunch of money at it, they'll continue to have restraint and they'll pull back on their ideas and they'll stop doing all this garbage that they do where it's just a bunch of like metaphors that don't mean anything stupid egotistical ideas like i just i want them to stop i want them to stop and pull back since the beginning they've had this big budget for no reason and it, they don't need it they don't need it they're good writers they don't need all this money to fuel their ideas they go crazy they lose their minds you have to stop is that so <laughs> i don't know how much of that you're gonna use Oh, all of it. Every every last fleeting second of it. Can you put, like, the national anthem and an American flag behind me while I do it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll just, like, Photoshop a suit onto you. <laughs> You're talking at a podium or something. No, they're very much... Uh, I very much foster similar feelings to them that I do about uh, our boy Zack Snyder. Where, where I'm like, you are for so, you are corporate's champion because you have no taste, so you can play by the book, but you're given way too much money and praise for being a hack of an artist who doesn't actually understand the gravity of what they're creating. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I agree. And I, I see where they are good writers, too, because up until, like, uh, like when I was in high school, I used to love V for Vendetta. I thought that was a great movie. V for Vendetta is wonderful. Did they fully write the... Here's the thing. V for Vendetta is written by Alan Moore. The Alan, book? Yeah. Yeah, the, it's written by Alan Moore. Alan Moore's work... I'm sorry, the graphic novel. The graphic novel. Alan Moore's work, even when put in the hands of complete doofuses is somehow bomb proof like it may come out with some scratches but yeah. you're still going to have a fantastic story look at Watchmen Watchmen was in the hands of Zack Snyder yeah it's still it's, a fantastic story just handled by an idiot yeah it's praises is best I'm pretty sure oh it looks like they did do the screenplay writing but which again, is which is so funny because the biggest gripe about the V for Vendetta movie <laughs> is that it ruins the ending of the book and it costs more money to do it the way they did it in the movie than it does to do it the way it's done in the book. Just just because the book is anticlimactic. Like, it's just like some guy gets shot and it's like that's... All, all of Alan Moore's work is. Yeah, it's but very, it's like, kind of like... No, I just remember when we... Because we watched V for Vendetta for class because we read the book for school mm -hmm. and we watched the movie and literally all of us were like... What? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why is this the ending? <laughs> I had the opposite problem with um, Watchmen, where they they cut out the giant squid and just made it Dr. Manhattan, which, yeah, it's cheaper. You don't need to CGI a whole new thing. Yeah. But I was mad. What is, what is the ending to the V for Vendetta book? I've never seen it, or I've never read it. 
Um, it's it's basically so like the the relationship between V and Eve, which is V backwards. So he's like training her. He's gonna be the destruction. He's the metaphor for destruction. She's the metaphor for recreation. So that's why he tortures her basically <laughs> for like the entire second half of the book. <laughs> and then obviously like V knows he's gonna die. Uh, so he dies in like in the movie. The movie, I guess, kind of does this cool like fight with V to kill him. When in the book, he literally just gets shot a bunch of times because he's a human oh, yeah. being and not a superhero. That's right. <laughs> um, so he gets and shot. And he throws the knives and they make V's. Yeah, yeah. And yes. then um, I want to say Eve just like finds his body, and she goes and kills some guy. I guess because there's like a there's like a parallel that they don't cover in the movie about like a detective who's trying to solve the case while Eve is going through it. And they only, like, pick up that storyline in the third act of the movie. So it's, like, there's really no buildup for it, so it wouldn't make sense to have it. But, like, the ending is, like, the police officer coming to terms with the fact of, like, that there's a revolution coming and, like, there's nothing to stop it. And, like, how Eve is basically going to be the new, like, face of it. Yeah. Or whatever. Or in yeah, in the movie, it's that giant explosion, and everybody does like the "I'm Spartacus" move with the V masks. <laughs> and I haven't like, seen V for Vendetta since like 2010. I'm gonna have to rewatch it. I haven't I, watched I, it I, in since high school, but I just remember the ending being so far off. Here we go. Take that take. See, Let's we just gotta take. redo our lines, and then yeah. you just cut it to that. I think that'll be the easiest. <laughs> it's gonna make our duration of every episode just like double because we're gonna have to say everything <laughs> twice. We'll eventually learn. I'm telling you, we yeah. need to get shot collars. Or the hot sauce thing, I think, would be easiest. We gotta get um, shot collars that can connect to your phone. So I can shock you. They have that for vibrators. Should we just do that then? No! And just turn the setting all the way up and put it in our butts? <laughs> <laughs> then what's the point of not swearing if we've got that going on in the background? <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> We're going to figure it out. We're going to become more ladylike ladies. You have no idea how uncomfortable it is to have LaCroix get re-thrown up. Probably about equally as uncomfortable as it is bringing it down the first time. (laughs) My mouth is so fuzzy. It's so fuzzy. I just spit on my floor. That's hot. I don't like where this episode is going. (laughs) I don't like where this episode's been. <laughs> I say we just start a whole new podcast. <laughs> We're Only just... talking about water <laughs> and porn. <laughs> and to bring it all home, we review water-based lubricants. <laughs> <laughs> it's called the Pornado Podcast. And it's a <laughs> whirlwind of a time. <laughs> you have the best title puns I've, of any person I've ever met. Thank you. <laughs> I'm also, I got a call back. I'm so mad about the look of the Irish episode because I wore a Disney shirt, but I have a St. Patty's Day shirt that says Get Lucky. <gasps> I should have worn that. It, you it's such dumb. a missed I remember that. You used to wear that to, at Bed Bath & Beyond, didn't you? I love that. Well, I think I wore it once on St. Patty's Day. I love wearing that shirt to see where I can get away with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one thing I do want to know, I think they did reshoots because um, Speed's hair it's all over the place. It goes it goes from like they very clearly dyed it blue black and then it 
Emil Hirsch, like, washed it out or, like, it grew out. And then I think they had him come back, but to cover it up, they just put, like, blue gel in his hair. <laughs> so you have, like, brown and then you have blue, like, tips. And it's... <laughs> I don't know why. What do you have to reshoot? There's nothing vital here. Stop. Also, everything's on a green screen. Just do change Just color to color his hair. on his yeah. hair. Green screen his hair. To to go back to the, the costumes, uh, I do have a note that Tejo looks like a fencer. Um, in the the Kazakh crystal, he's yes. just in that white like awkward skin tight suit with just it the is. black face mask. He looks like he's fencing. <laughs> okay, real talk. I we haven't talked about Tejo or that. Uh, that actor was the best actor in the movie. Rain? Yeah, I love him. I don't him. think they told him what type of movie he was in. That's his first English-speaking movie. He's very good. He's Korean as fuck. He's a very good Sorry. actor. They He's should put Korean him in more. Hell. Yes. Did you well, take. well, did you see Ninja Assassin? It killed his career. <laughs> what? That's a Wachowski film, isn't it? They wrote it. I don't think they directed it. When I was watching oh, this, I was looking at Matthew Fox and I was like, "Racer X." I was like, "I'm surprised the Wachowskis didn't try to get Keanu to do it." And then I looked at the IMDb trivia, and they did. They did. <laughs> <laughs> of course they did. <laughs> and Keanu was like, no. Keanu was like, I have an actual career now. <laughs> Keanu's career fascinates me. It's like, how, how did this happen? He's kind of like Ryan Reynolds, but of action, where he just has just been. Ryan Reynolds can deliver a line, though. He doesn't act, though. No, he, but he just I. Deliver, he just, he, he's just. Quirky I think and Ryan Reynolds, and he just delivers his lines that way. Listen, I'm not very well-spoken, but all I can say is that Ryan Reynolds is better than Keanu Reeves. I don't know why and can't articulate why, but I just know <laughs> that he's better. 214, gotta be seen! <laughs> it's a joke you won't get. It's about pedophilia, but... <laughs> is something happened with Ryan Reynolds? No, no, Keanu Reeves, uh, his character in The Neon Demon. He runs that sketchy motel. Oh, yes! <laughs> he, like, rapes all the tenants. <laughs> he does? Uh, it's, like, implied, yeah. <laughs> that what he is, just, like, what? Rapes everybody in the motel. I watched The Neon Demon once, and I was like, this is awesome. This I'm is on our list. We, yeah, we, we gotta watch it. The, the whole, like, trilogy thing is. Yes. I don't know. I got nothing else for Speed Racer. Are there any questions that you want to ask me since this was my first time watching the movie? Well, I mean, I I would have, but you seem... I feel like all of my questions would be answered with <laughs> just your general dislike of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, I think this movie is... Because of the, the way it looks, I think that it's timeless, honestly. I think that because of how yeah. cheesy and corny that this movie well, is... I, I, it, it came out aging bad. I don't think it'll ever age bad. It's in that Spy Kids niche. Yeah, yeah. It, is, it I, really is, where it's like you can go back and watch them, but you know they never looked good. Yeah, exactly. They never did. That I feel like that was the way to do it. Again, I don't agree with the creative, a lot of the creative choices. Oh, along with the Rocket League, a Mario Kart movie <laughs> would also oh! be to see the Wachowskis do. Or, or I guess Robert Rodriguez since we brought it up. I don't want the Wachowski sisters to direct anything ever again. I, I just don't want, want the Wachowski sisters. I want the Wachowski brothers because that's who made Speed Racer. Okay, you have to cut that. <laughs> no, I stand. Why would you care? Because you're a fighter and a friend. <laughs> Why don't you just tell me the truth? You're Rex, aren't you? You mean your brother? You first appeared two years after Rex died. You drive just like him. 
You knew I'd be here, because this is where he always used to take me. Just tell me the truth. question i might have an answer why did he get a face transplant why did <laughs> i don't why I don't, I don't know so there okay let me set this up for how i in took the information and you tell me if i'm wrong because okay. it's a hot piece of garbage <laughs> so speed's brother dies he dies in this fiery explosion and then they introduce Racer X, which I think I sent you a snap of him going, I'm Racer X. And I was doing like. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it's very clearly his brother. But I noticed the chin was different and I was confused because the actor is a pro the actor who played the brother is appropriate 35 year old brother age to play both young dude and old dude. But I was like, that chin is different. Okay. And I Googled the cast and they swapped it out for Matthew Fox. And then I was more confused. And then the reveal happened. There's a point where Speed goes, I know who you are. And Racer X is like, you think I'm your brother, aren't you? Because in this universe, he's Batman. Um, you think I'm your brother, <laughs> don't you? And um, Dude, they had Christian Bale for Racer X. <laughs> honestly, it might as well have been Ben Affleck because it was just the same tired performance. <laughs> And he, and he takes off his mask, and it's Matthew Fro Fox from Lost. And I was like, oh, <laughs> that's where Matthew Fox's career went. Right down the hole with this movie. And then I was like, huh. Well, that's a weird fake out about the brother. Okay. And then at the very <laughs> end, almost as like a stinger, it cuts to Racer X or Matthew Fox standing there going, with, with a dude, which I don't even know who the dude is. <laughs> It's in, it's Inspector Detector. It's inspe he is there. He's it's the guy who's with him every other time. Yeah, the which also what is his with. role? What does Inspector Detector do? Uh, okay, okay. Apparently, Inspector Detector. It seems it's from what I gathered, Inspector Detector's job is literally just to investigate race car racing like, crashes. But <laughs> also in the movie, it's referenced that almost every car crash goes under the radar. <laughs> <laughs> Even if there's suspected foul play. So I don't know what Inspector Detector does. I'm pretty sure he's running a pyramid scheme. <laughs> he's actually a Scientologist with that oh, Tom God, Cruise. Oh, you're God, coming, you're coming out of my... No, your audio is going to be all trashed now, you oh, fool. Hold on. Can we can we just hold on? Keep this bit in of me explaining what... Hi, I, I switched Sasha. Oh, shit. I switched Sasha off to my speakers by accident. Hold on. I'm sorry for this bit. Hold on. Hold on. So Inspector Detector Guy is like, are you going to tell Speed your secret? And he's like, what? That I was his brother the whole time? And it's <laughs> not that I did a... <gasps> it's that I went a... <laughs> like, I was... I was like, please, no. Please... Please don't let this be what I think it is. And sure enough, <laughs> hard is. cut to him being on an operating table. No, that's the best part. It's not a hard cut. It does one of the slidey pans. No! <laughs> it, it 
they don't even say it out loud. It's subtext. They're like, the, the family's like celebrating and Inspector Hector's like, do you want to go with them? And he's like, no. And then it's the lights. And then it starts showing you all of his facial reconstruction surgery. Why did he get facial reconstruction surgery? I, I don't know. And it is one of the wonderful mysteries of this movie. Like, is there is there a subplot that was cut where he was, like, people were after him? Because that's what it feels like. But then why would you also not... I would rather it just be it was never his brother the whole time. That's what it should have been. Because it adds literally nothing to the movie. But um, they I, I think it's so funny. I, I, I was saying this earlier that I love the use of subversion in this movie. Like, the subversion with Royalton. How you think it's going to be, like, this cool chummy guy and he's a freaking asshole and then you know speed starts losing and all this terrible stuff starts happening to his family and he's like you're, he's the hero that shouldn't happen and then you you meet this guy and you're like okay this is definitely you know the the plot twist device right here and they they string it out first off and speed's like because speed comes to the or gets suspicious that it's his brother before racer Which, x how do you reveals- not First of all, like, how do you not? How do you? How do you not? How do you not? If anybody showed up at my doorstep and I had a dead brother and they showed up wearing a mask, I'd be like, "You're my brother." <laughs> Even if you had facial reconstruction surgery, I'd be like, Psh, "Let me just draw my blood. We're getting a DNA test done right now. I know you're my brother. Shut the hell up." <laughs> also, it took him two years. <laughs> Fucking god. Like, wait, no, it wasn't two. Oh, no, he showed up two years after Rex died, I guess. It took him this many years to get back to the family. I don't know. I, you, I think it's Well, look at Renee Zellweger. F- she disappeared from Hollywood for two <laughs> years to redo her whole face and came back looking like a different person. You got to put in the time to look different. Do you remember that? So, so, you're, so you're agreeing with me that this is a metaphor for Hollywood. Oh. <laughs> My brain's going all kinds of places. What for, if for anybody who's only listening, Paige's face right now is just absolute gold. She's well, perplexed. Well, hold on. What if this? If the Wachowskis are all about their stupid metaphors, what if Racer X was about transitioning from male to female, but through but death you have to rise as a different person? Ooh, I hate myself. Damn. I hate myself so much. The Wachowskis and their metaphors, and the Wachowskis with their metapause. <laughs> I feel, <laughs> I feel like those idiots that are like, "This is a metaphor for Hollywood corporate." I feel like them, and that's why they left this in the movie, even though it should have been cut, because they're like, "No, this is a metaphor for us." It's, it adds so so much nothing to this movie to have this plot point here it is so irrelevant and unnecessary there's a brief moment where i said where speed is getting a bit suspicious of racer x and he's like you know it feels like we've been driving together for a long time and when i first saw this movie i i was hoping that like if it was his brother i was hoping that it was going to become kind of more of a team based race yeah. But the exact opposite happens. You have that scene, and then Racer X reveals himself to not be Speed's brother, and then he's just gone until the end of the movie when they go, oh, hey, Racer X is Speed's brother. And it's like, why does this matter? He doesn't reconnect with the family. 
So it doesn't matter to them. The family has already come to terms with Rex's loss and they have all moved on from it and become better because of it. And also racing has been fixed. And like, cause uh, you said earlier, you didn't know if people were after him. He was considered a dirty racer. Did you catch that? Yeah, but I thought it was just because he was so good that they thought no, he was No, I, I think it was because um, this is something they, they kind of like allude to, but don't ever actually come out and say. It's basically like he's doing what Speed's doing, and he's like trying to force these guys to like prove that they're cheating. So that's why he's getting into so many intentional crashes. Was the way I interpret it. It's like he's trying to to crash into the people who are like using messed up gear. The fact that cars. you walked away from this movie with an interpretation at all <laughs> baffles me. <laughs> I'll be honest, if I could sit down with the Wachowskis, that is the only question I would ever ask them. I'd be like, I just need to know the context behind the Racer X tra face transplant. Was it because, like, you couldn't work with that guy anymore? Like, did he die halfway his... through shooting and you had to switch actors? Or, like, his contract? Like, Yeah, or did, did you have a plan for it to pay off and you just had to cut it from the movie completely because it was running too long? Was that supposed to be the sequel cliffhanger? Because has, did no one explain to them that's not how cliffhangers work? <laughs> that's, what, that's what I'm wondering. This movie, you can tell, this, this seems like a part and parcel thing that the Wachowskis would do. You can tell this movie is flirting with the idea of a sequel. It's not embarrassing itself the way M. Night Shyamalan's Last Airbender did, where it straight up sets itself up for a sequel that's never gonna happen. Yeah. But this movie definitely is like tongue-in-cheek, like, eh? Is it, are we gonna do one? Are we gonna do another one? Are we gonna make a second one? We might. You have no idea. We could do it. I don't know. I... I hope they don't, but watch. Just because we talked about it and it's now in the ether, like we're I gonna get an announcement. So Speed Racer Two the next day. I'll be. I. I mean, it's too late. I feel like now everybody's too old. But you're gonna have like the uh, Diary of Wimpy everyone. Kid. Yeah, it's gonna be like Diary of Wimpy Kid. They just recast the entire the entire family. That's fine. Because everybody got too old. John Goodman I've, can still do it. John Goodman can do it. I feel like Christina Ricci could probably still do it. Yeah. Um. So, Speed Racer ratings, recommendations. Page. Are you asking me recommend date? Do I recommend this movie to anyone? Uh, who would you recommend this movie to? A corpse! So they don't no, have to go it's through gotta, it. Nope, nope, somebody breathing. Somebody, there's gotta be someone. Take one, pass the rest down. All my friends have taste except for you. I don't believe that. <laughs> I really don't believe that. <laughs> This coming from the girl who just told me The Suicide Squad was the best action movie she's ever seen. It is! It is! The best you've ever seen? I ever? Haven't, I haven't seen a lot of action. I don't care! <laughs> That's not what the question is. That's not what this is about. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, Speed Racer rating. Go. Okay, Speed Race, uh, eight, uh, no. Back up. Um, two vibrant yellows out of ten vibrant purples, and then recommend. I would probably I would probably show this to my dad because he would have the same opinion I would, and then would call me and want to talk about it. So either way, I'm having a good time. <laughs> Tony. <laughs> Tony. Uh, yes, I think I gave this what fifteen Vancouver Liebschens out of twenty. It's 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 pretty good. Maybe even closer to 19 out of 20. And I you wrecked Speed Racer. 
I would recommend. I recommend this to everybody. Do Literally, your sexy this, whisper. Do it. Do it. I recommend this to everybody. No, you. You. you <laughs> I don't like how you're looking directly at me, even from across sorry, the country. I, the <laughs> I recommend this to everybody. I. I I think Paige is literally the only person that I would have thought before watching this movie would have a bad time. Maybe my mom. My mom would probably hate it. But she doesn't like colors. So. <laughs> Amy gets me. Yeah. Yeah. She only likes purple. So. Uh, there's lots of purple for her. That's the main <laughs> color. More than blue and red? Yeah. Yeah. I Without a doubt. Do you want me to rewatch it and do a purple count? No. No. I believe you. Is that too aggressive? I'm sorry. I get a yeah, little more done. Damn. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> well, um, thanks everybody for watching. If you enjoyed this, go watch Speed Racer and give it all of your love and appreciation. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Again. God's be praised. Blessed be the fruit. <laughs>